live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pod's moving and storage studio, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm Ramsey personality George Camel, joined by the incredible Jade Warshaw this hour, and we are taking your calls at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Courtney kicks us off this hour in Chicago. Courtney, welcome to The Ramsey Show. How can we help? Thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate your guys' time. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, thanks. Okay, so I have been divorced for about six years. I'm 39, almost 40, and my boyfriend and I have been talking about getting married. Um, What makes me nervous is I'm in a much better situation financially than he is, and I have a lot of questions on prenups. I have two kids. I own a business. I have um, a lot of assets and everything. I just, I'm really just like confused about what's the right thing to do and still protecting me and my kids. But you know, all that, all that jazz. Understandable. So tell us about your financial situation. What are your assets, your net worth and your income? Sure. Um, Okay. Yeah. So I, I say take home about $150,000 a year. I have no debt. Um, I have two vehicles that I own. Um, I have about $100,000 in my savings account, about $400,000 in various retirement accounts. Um, I have two kids, and then my boyfriend is also debt-free except for his mortgage, which only has about 100000 left on it. He makes about 60000 a year as a restaurant um, manager, general manager. The only thing is he has zero retirement, and he also has – he doesn't have any children. So the retirement is really, like, my biggest, like, hang-up, I would say. Um, so I don't really know how to navigate that. Mm. Can I ask you a question? Um if let's let's pretend that things go well in the more in the marriage as we expect that they would and you have you know this retirement nest egg set aside do you view that as something that you guys share together or do you view that as this is my retirement and he has his Um, retirement that's that's what i'm like really wrestling because in a perfect world i would see it as something shared but i just know how how really hard I've like worked for it and like all the sacrifices that I've made as like a single mom and um, just like really like smart choices that I've had to make to do it. It, does, it makes me really nervous. I guess. Okay. I could see how that would make you nervous, but I do think that there's um, it's unfair. I think to go into it to a marriage where you're saying I do, we're going to be one, but I worked really hard for what I have. And so I think that I should be able to have that over here. I think if the tables were turned, that might be a little bit off-putting for you. Yeah, I totally understand that. I think what makes me nervous is he has has zero retirement. He's only, he kind of, I mean, being in the restaurant industry, he's never been at a place where they offer any kind of like investment, like 401k mm-hmm. or anything. And he's, he's 40 years old too. So is he against it, contributing to a Roth IRA on his own when he, he, I keep, I keep suggesting that and encouraging that, but he just never seems to get there. If that makes any sense. Um, I even gave him my like financial planners information and it just, I, he, I don't know. He always says they play phone tag. I'm not sure, but he says he is. 
So there's some things you guys agree on about money. Like you both agree debt is bad because neither of you have debt. Yeah. But yeah, we just... both own two cars straight out. He is very, he's very frugal with his money. He's not like an overspender. He, you know, that I do admire and that's great. It's the, it's really the retirement thing. That's really like a hang up for me. What would be the long-term plan? Let's say you guys get married 22 years from now. You guys decide to retire. What happens then? That's what I keep asking him. And he just, I feel like his parents never taught him like anything with that, even though they're retired and his dad had worked for a union. So that's how he, you know, that was his retirement thing, but they never really pushed him to like, think about that or to be in a career that, you know, he never had any skin in the game for like his college. They paid for all of his college, which he has nothing to do with the major that he's in. So I feel like he, he doesn't, like think about that. My, so, my worry is less about this prenup and it's more that you guys aren't on the same page financially. The prenup is just kind okay. of a formality after we have the discussion sure. and go, hey, there's all this wealth over here. This is not a trust issue between the people. It's we don't want to invite crazy yeah. into our life. It's more about right. the people in your circles than it is about you two. Yeah. And but okay. this sounds like a, I don't want him mooching off of what I worked hard for later on if it doesn't work yeah you, that's the spirit of it you said some things off to the side that were kind of uh, dare i say passive aggressive you're like he's not even yeah. in his degree field so i you have i'm just gonna say you've got a little beef here that you need to yeah. cook it up y'all need to cook it up together and eat it because if you get married without doing that it doesn't matter if you have a prenup it's always gonna bother you that there's these yeah checklists in your brain that he's not checking the box now i do wonder okay. if we were to give you financial peace university would he go through that with you or would he say no nah, i don't need that um no i think he would yeah okay. no i think he's he's open i think i think more or less he's just clueless so he just it's just you know, a lack maybe of education I'm the wrong person saying it. yeah yeah okay well here's the thing if he's if it's a lack of education but he's open to learning it and doing the things and he's like hey there's a class yes i will go to the class with you courtney um i think that's that's a green flag but if okay. the if the answer is no i don't need that you know i never grew up need any and he's closed off to it that's a giant red flag and that's something that you need right. to consider and a prenup in my mind is not the answer it's digging mm -hmm. deeper and asking more questions to find out if there's more red flags and if there's more red flags then you can kick him to the curb but um do you have a paid for house courtney sorry what, what was that do you have a paid for house i actually rent oh okay okay but so I he's coming to table with uh, with home ownership with oh right, he does, ooh. Yeah. Yes, this spices things up it does that's a, that's a green flag so here's my no, thing courtney I, yeah, if you exactly. do I don't think this is necessary in this scenario. You, it's not like you're coming to the table with $4 million and he's broke. Right. No. He's doing fine. He's doing great. But we need to get him on the investing side. He doesn't have that financial literacy background that you do. You've done so, so well, and I'm really proud mm -hmm. of you. So if you do go forward yeah. with this prenup, you both talk about it. You say, hey, this is to protect the relationship. This is not a trust issue. This is to protect us from crazy down the line. But be open to revisions. Maybe Make it protective at first, okay. but five years down the line, say, we're going to revise this. And it's going to be all ours now. Sure. So it's not okay. one thing set sense. in stone forever. And again, come to the conversation without it being a, I don't trust you, you're broke. And if we're going to go through with this thing, uh, it's going to be my money. But that is what okay. it is, though. Let's. That is the spirit of it right now. Yeah. And so that's what worries me. I think we got to do some well. soul searching before we move forward with this relationship or with the prenup. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You got it, Courtney. Wishing you the best. Congrats on all the success.
More of your calls coming up. 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Zane joins us up next in Fort Worth, Texas. Zane, welcome to the show. Are you with us, Zane? Hey, there you are. Yes, sir. How's it going? How can we help? Good. Yeah. Well, hey, so I was calling. My wife and I are wanting to, or we're thinking about doing the baby steps, getting out of debt and all the stuff. Um, but the problem is I'm a real estate agent and because of that, my income's not very consistent. And so the thousand uh, dollar emergency fund is, seems kind of scary to us, I guess. Um, there's some months where I just don't make any money. And in those months, uh, my wife, her income would still leave us about three to $4,000 short of our monthly bills. Hmm. And so we're trying to figure out what, what should we keep in our bank account while we're paying off debt so that we don't, uh, on the months that I don't make money that we don't go, you know, negative or have to go into debt, you know, to try to not be late on our bills. Is there anything else that you can do aside from the real estate to kind of level out, level the playing field a little bit there so that you're not, so that the pendulum is not swinging so far from one side to the other? Well, I mean, typically we just keep a large, nest egg um we just keep we keep 10 to fifteen thousand dollars in savings because you know there's going to be i mean there's always two to three months out of the year where i just don't make money and so that's what we've done in the past and it's worked pretty well for us but uh that's but true we, but I, I, my what i'm suggesting is that you eliminate the two to three months out of the year that you don't make money yeah um i mean i i guess there's i could maybe pick up a second job that's not really something we want to do though we've got little kids and we're both already busy enough with our careers in church and different things like that. Well, there's a level of sacrifice that needs to be made for a season. We're not saying take on a side job forever. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to. Nobody's like, man, I just got so much right. free time. It's, oh my gosh, we got to get our butts in gear. We're in debt. We've been in debt for years. What are we doing? And right now, you guys have been kind of comfortable. Coasting. When you got 10 to 15 in the bank, you're like, well, we're not in a crazy rush mm-hmm. to get rid of the debt. We're going to make it. So how much debt do you guys have? Oh, y'all are gonna laugh at me. Um, probably a little over a hundred thousand. Probably closer to one hundred and ten. I ain't laughing. I'm scared. I'm for crying. You. What kind of debt is this? Um, about so fifty thousand in student loans, uh, another fifty in car, and then about about five in credit cards, and probably we just had a baby not too long ago, so I think like six thousand more in medical debt. What's your household income? Oh, so wife and I together, probably close to 175. Okay. Well, looking at the numbers, there's there's a glaring thing that we could do today to clean up some of this debt. I see And you're it. not going to like it. Can you mm-hmm. guess which one it is? 
I mean, probably the cars, I'd imagine. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. What kind of car is this? Um, so mine, I have a Jeep Wrangler. We only owe about four or five on that. We could, that's, that's easy. Um, the other one is an expedition that we just got last year. Mm. Mm. What's that thing worth? Probably 50. And you owe what? 45 on it. Mm-hmm. Dang. That's, that's the silver, that's the silver bullet I'm right Jones there. I'm to sell that thing. Yeah. L- let us come take that off your hands, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what, what, what George is getting at? Dude, you just cleared half your debt. What's the payment on that expedition? Right, uh, it's $812 a month. Woo! If you had an extra $812 a month, would you be as nervous having 1000 bucks in an emergency fund? Um, well, it still would leave us about 2200 short every month. Because you month. got and payments like, out of your eyeballs. Three months out of the year. Yeah. See, this is... This is this is what I don't like. I'm I'm just going to be honest with you. You called with the issue. George just freed you up a good chunk of money, but that's an excuse. You put an excuse mm-hmm. in there. He's solving your problem for you. And you can't say, yeah, but you've got to go, okay, that gets me one step closer. What's the next thing I got to do? Okay, that gets me next step closer. What's the ne-? That's the type of attitude we need here, Zane, to get this done. Okay. You've got to be looking at this going, all right, great, check. What's next? Okay, good. I'll do that. I'll do whatever it takes to clear this debt. That's where you've got to be right now. And I, I, I think George was right. Before you guys were coasting and you were just going along and, and now you're going to have to really put the pedal to the metal and you're going to feel this. There's no getting out of a 100K of debt without feeling it and without it hurting. You go down to a thousand bucks, you're like, I'll take four jobs tomorrow. Because <laughs> well, have to, yeah. you need that fire. The thousand dollars was never meant to be enough. It wasn't no. enough back in 1992 <laughs> when Dave came up with it. Right. HVACs cost yeah. more than that even back then. Yeah. The point of the thousand bucks was to get your butt in gear, cover the ankle biters, and put a fire under your butt so you go, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we're not okay. Mm-hmm. Because America thinks they're okay when they have 10000 in the bank, but 100000 in debt. Yeah. And I'm going, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I'm freaking out over the 100000 Yeah. That, that nest yeah. egg that you have sitting there, I think you said you like to keep 15K or whatever, that's kind of lulled you to sleep on this. Is that what you have in savings right now, 15K? Um, a, a little more, probably closer to 20 right now. 20. Okay, so think about this, Zane, for one second. You would clear the medical debt, the credit card debt, and the Jeep just like that today, right? Mm-hmm. Now add mm-hmm. up all those payments. How mu- what, what does that add up to? Five, six hundred bucks that you were paying on those? Let's see. Yeah, yeah, just about. Now we sell the expedition. Boom, we just cleared another 800 bucks. So now we're up to what, 1300 up from where we were. You get a side job making an extra 700 a month. Now we're 2000 up. Now all that's left mm-hmm. is student loans. And we start crushing those and that thing's gone. You're making 180 and you got a $50,000 student loan. It's gone. Mm-hmm. In what, eight months probably? With your income? Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's probably doable. And then I'm up in my, my marketing yep. game with referrals, with real estate. I'm going, I'm about to sell some houses. Do you see that, mm-hmm. Zane? That's exciting. In a year's time, your life is totally oh, yeah, different. Now, you're not the one who has to go to my wife and tell her to sell the car, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. You're right. We don't have to be there for that. You'll be strong, though, because she's. <laughs> if you lay it out the way that we just showed you, literally the way that George just said it, you write these, sit down with her tonight and say, hey, man, I've been thinking, uh, don't say, hey, man, say, love of my <laughs> life. I've been, I've been thinking about right, this. Yeah. 
and and write this out and lay out that plan and say, do you understand what we'd be able to accomplish and really make sure that you're playing up, you know, you guys' goals and your dreams for the future. This is an offer that few could refuse. Am mm-hmm. I right, George? I mean, you lay out the vision, not just tomorrow, because tomorrow sucks. Tomorrow we get where we amputate the Tahoe, right? right? Amputate the expedition in this case. But think about what three years from now. Three years from now, most people who don't follow this stuff are calling us back going, hey, we're further in the hole. We thought having 10000 yeah. in the bank was going to save our butts and the interest and the payments and we're further in debt. Or three years from now, you have no debt in the world. You have a fully funded emergency fund. You're maxing out your retirement accounts and you drive cars that are paid for. Mm. That's a vision right there. And then you go, hey, honey, if I don't make money that month, we're going to be okay. Yeah, no, that's that's the big reason. We don't owe people in. money. And that's the freedom. That That's that's true freedom right there. Right now, what y'all are coasting on, that's that's the fake stuff. That 15K that you're sitting on is fake. Have Let's you guys, make it real. Have you guys been through Financial Peace University, Zane? No, uh, our church just did it, but I was I was too smart to sign up. You know? uh, you're like, <laughs> no, 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 I figured out. Well, hey, I'm going to give it to you for free so that you can start a class or join a class that's happening in your area or online, and we're going to help you get your wife on board because sometimes i know i'm not very good at convincing my wife of any of anything yeah but i'll tell you dave ramsey he's quite the convincer and uh, when you watch those videos usually it takes a lesson or two and all of a sudden you're like i get it yeah i get it let's do this and they get more amped up than the spouse absolutely and i mean here's the thing with them it's not even going to take that long it's just making a couple of key decisions locking it in and just kind of grit grit and bear it is it grin and bear it grin and bear it for a minute and and then you're through I'm seeing a theme in today's show, Jade. People that are making $180,000 a year are broke. Because everyone goes, well, Jade, if I just made more money, nope, you'd be the next Zane. Yep. You'd be the next Brad calling in going, Mm -hmm. I make great money. I just don't know where it's going. Man, paycheck to paycheck. It's going to lenders, making them rich, helping them sponsor the next freaking stadium. (laughs) Going to your taquito fix at 7-Eleven every day. Don't be a statistic. Delayed gratification, America. Look it up. Get used to it. It'll change your life. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. Call us at 888-825-5225 if you want to talk money, if you need a little hope, you need a little encouragement, confidence, information to help you take the right next step with your money. So, Jade, these calls have reminded me of a great little financial quiz that you whipped up, I guess. I, so, the, the someone powers from our that team. be, yes. And I thought it'd be fun to play with America listening in because everyone's wondering, how do I stack up? How am I doing financially compared to other people? Yeah. And so we're going to give you some questions. And if you answer yes to any of these, you might be at risk. You might need to make some changes. Absolutely. All right. So the first question is this. Do you live paycheck to paycheck. Mm. Now, it, most people know what that means, but for those of us that don't know, paycheck to paycheck is you're spending all that you get and you have, you're like barely making it to the next month before you get your next paycheck. And then it's like, oh, finally I got, you know, and it's like, there's no room to breathe. There's no margin. So paycheck to paycheck. And hopefully the answer is no, but Unfortunately, the stats say, the stats say most of America is 62% are living paycheck to paycheck. That's rough. Whew, so hopefully Six you're not in that. Six out of 10 people. Six out of 10. Living with that stress yeah. on their bodies every day. 
And I've actually seen this stat is variable because I've seen some that have said up to 76% of Americans. Yeah, depending on what study. This one is from our latest Ramsey Solutions study that we did. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. So hopefully you're not in that group. Here's the next question. Do you need to use a credit card to cover a $1,000 emergency? So if today, you know, the car broke down, you go to the shop and they're like, yeah, it's going to be $1,000. What do you do? Do you you have that money sitting in the bank ready to protect you or do you need to turn to American distress to help you out? Yikes. The majority do. The majority, well, the stats say 57% of U.S. adults are currently unable to afford a $1,000 emergency. And I just know this stat, 36% of Americans have zero saved. So forget it. Forget an $800 or a $700. They can't do anything. They have zero. Oh my goodness. Where do you fit in? Get in where you fit in. All right, this one, George. Do you depend on a credit card to cover any regular monthly expenses? This one would shock me if the majority said yes, because hopefully you've got the income to at least cover regular monthly expenses. I don't know, George. I don't think people know what they're spending. And I don't think most people understand like needs and wants kind of thing. So it's like, well, and this tells us 49% of Americans depend on credit cards just to cover essential living expense like groceries that's crazy because 99 percent tell me that they just use credit cards for the rewards and they pay it off every month somebody's lying somebody's in here lying who's lying come at me bro i know who's lying and you know you know who i'm talking to right now okay who would be worried i know some folks listening right now would you be worried that you couldn't cover living expenses for one month if you lost your job wow so this is talking about having an emergency fund yeah. You lose all income. How long until you go, I can't pay bills anymore? Well, we know based on the other question, most people don't even have $1,000 saved. So you're this not- This is a real bleak quiz, Jade. You couldn't uh, have thrown some fun look, ones I, in there. I want people to understand the state of their finances. And this is really serious. It says 68%, again, way more than the majority of people are worried that they would not be able to, they're not, look, they're worried that they wouldn't be able to cover it. We know they would not be able to cover it. We're telling you the answer. Um, just for one one month they lost their job that's that's scary that's scary stuff all right two more questions guys i don't want to like dig you into a dark hole all right are you unsure how much money you will need for retirement oh that's, that's a an good interesting one. one do you have a number in mind have you done the math i don't think i don't think people know george this one says most americans have less than fifty thousand saved for retirement you don't need to have your cornbread done in the middle to go i need more than that So regardless of knowing the number, people aren't planning for it. No, they don't know the number. They're not planning for it. Wow. Okay. This is the final one. Do you think you need the right job and the right salary to become a millionaire these days? That's a fun one. I love that one. Because most people have the excuse. Well, Jay, I'm just not, if I had a better job, if I made more money, then I could become a millionaire. Can I, can I, can I'm just going to tell y'all, I put this question on there because I wanted to debunk the peoples. And here's the thing, guys. 33% of millionaires never, ever made more than six figures. In their entire working life. In their entire working life. It's it's top professions, engineer, accountant, and teacher. Can you believe that? So debunking that and, wow. So let's let's grade everybody here, George. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. There's six questions on here. Okay. So if you answered yes to any of the five questions or six questions, you're at risk and financially vulnerable so just even to one question i'm guessing this quiz isn't the thing that let them know that though it was a reminder 
yeah that they're not doing okay financially yeah if you know you're not doing well you're feeling it in your body right you're you're stressed you got anxiety you can't sleep at night you're living paycheck to paycheck you're getting in fights with your spouse you you know so the question then becomes what what are you going to do about it clearly a lot of these questions point to the problem of debt Mm -hmm. that's one part of the equation we got to get out of debt take back control of our wealth building tool our income Mm -hmm. there's also another part investing for the future yes so important and you know at the end of the day you know you guys hear us talk about financial peace university all the time and i think a lot of people think oh it's just get out of debt it's just get out of debt no if you take financial peace university you're going to learn how to take care of everything that was on this quiz Mm. from the getting out of debt part to the budgeting part. So you're not paying living paycheck to paycheck to figuring out how to get your savings right. So you've got savings for emergencies and savings for the long haul. Not to mention, we're going to make sure you're building wealth so that on down the line, when you do retire, because you can't work forever, right? We're going to make sure that you're set up. You've got your retirement on lock and hopefully one day you're a baby steps millionaire. That's the end goal. So you can live and give like no one else. It's not just you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul and getting through each month It's and paying off. To, it's We're getting you somewhere. We're really trying to change your finances and change your family tree. Mm. Well, the biggest thing I realized when I went through Financial Peace University, it was like light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. When I stop paying for the past, I can start building for the future. Ooh, say that again, George. When you stop paying for the past, you can start building for the future. And too many of us live life in a rear view mirror. Mm. We got a crick in our neck. Because we're just looking back there going, oh, there's Sally Mae. Yeah. There's the other lender. There's Discover. They're all coming. There's my buy now, pay later. Ooh. There's my Apple pay later. And instead, when you look at, through the windshield and go, oh my gosh, I don't have to worry about what happened last month, four months ago. I can be looking towards the future. What are my savings goals? How am I going to get there? When do I want to retire? Mm-hmm. How long do I want to have to work for before I get to work? I love Those that. are different questions to ask yourself. And you can't do that until you get out of debt, have the margin to invest to hit those savings goals, to pay cash, and it is so freeing. Love it. And uh, Jade, if you want to get smarter with your money, along with all of America, we just had a baller smart conference here at our new Ramsey Event Center, and I got to talk with people outside, and we did a fun YouTube channel segment asking about their dumbest money mistakes. And there were some hilariously and sad money mistakes. Yeah. But then I asked, where are you now? What's your biggest money win? And they're going, oh, we're in baby step six. We're almost done paying off. We're, we're baby steps millionaires. Wow. We got a paid for house. And these mistakes, they weren't like 20 years ago. Yeah. Some of them were five years ago. So it's the turnaround. Seven years ago. The turnaround was so encouraging to go, oh, I, I was done with money. I don't have to stay like that. So good. And so if you want to join us, we're doing Smart Conference Weekend again in the Windy City, Chicago, Illinois, September 15th and 16th. For all you new fo- folks out there, Smart Conference is our biggest event we do at Ramsey. Whether you've been working the baby steps for 10 years or two weeks, this is the event for you. People tell us they leave feeling motivated. It's what they needed to get back on the plan or it's what finally got their spouse on board. And it's all of our personalities. Not just money. We're going to have Dave Ramsey, Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, Ken Coleman, Jade Warshaw, and myself for two action-packed days. Join us for that. We also do a Smart Money Happy Hour live recording that is always a blast with my friend Rachel Cruz, and there's a lot of surprises. I can't tell you, but it involves Jade and her amazing singing voice. Uh Maybe we'll bring that back out. Maybe. So join us September 15th, 16th in Chicago, Illinois. This event will sell out. Make plans. People travel from all over to be there. And tickets start at just 79 bucks for a two-day event. Wow. That's a killer deal. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash events. You don't want to miss it because I saw Jade's talk and she brought the house down. And if she does anything remotely close to that, I got to work on mine for next year. You're too kind, some competition. George. You're too kind. She brought the fire. 
I bring, I don't know, the, the sparkling water. You brought the atomic bomb, George. Come there on now. I appreciate that. More of The Ramsey Show coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Jade Warshaw this hour. We've got our question of the day here, sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. If you've got rental properties, Neighborly's local real property management offices can help you manage them and help optimize your ROI. That's return on investment and give you some peace of mind. You can go to neighborly.com to schedule a consultation with real property management pros near you. All right. Today's question of the day comes from Jim in Nevada. He says, I'm on baby step six right now, and we're planning to upgrade from a condo to a townhouse. I know what baby step six says, but I'm worried that the condo is is not appreciating much. Uh, Would you recommend to invest our extra funds into an investment or savings instead of paying more on the mortgage to cover more ground for our next purchase? So for those of you listening, baby step six, that's the baby step where we're paying off the home mortgage. And so it sounds like they would rather, or they're not sure, they're like, hey, the house is not appreciating very fast. We don't want to put extra payments on it. We'd rather invest it or save it to the side. I don't know about that. If it were me, I would work the baby steps and continue to put the money onto the house, the extra money. Because here's the thing, when you sell the house, you're going to get that money back in equity. It's literally, I like doing that for a couple of reasons. Um, And you use this term, which I like, It, it is a forced savings account. You're putting that money on the mortgage. And at that point, you're locked in as opposed to if you said, okay, you know, instead of putting this extra payment on the house, we're going to put it just in a savings account. And before you know it, maybe you've stacked up a decent amount of money. Yeah. And that's when I like to say you're, you're opening yourself up to who I like to call Uncle Boo Boo, which he's that. He's that person, he's that guy on your other shoulder that's always tapping you to do bad ideas, right? He's like, oh, you got 20,000 saved? You know, you have been needing a new car lately, Mm. right? Oh, you got 25K? You know, I had this investment opportunity. That's that's when it comes knocking and you're like, man, and now when it's time to move, you're like, man, if only we had put that 25,000 or 15,000 or even 10,000 extra dollars on the house. So if it's me, and I'm pretty sure if it's George too, uh, Jim, we're going to put that money, we're going to make the extra payments on your current mortgage. And when it's time to sell, that money's going to be right there waiting for you in equity. Yeah, I don't look at paying down the house as an investment because the house is going to appreciate. Right. I look at it as my plan for long-term peace and my plan to keep me from doing stupid, which the four savings plan does. So here's the thing. There's also an assumption on Jim's part that if he invests this money, it's going to make way more than his home appreciation would have made. That's what he's saying. That's what the argument is. And I don't know if you've you know been actually Googling and looking at the stock market and the right. headlines. The S&P 500 was down 18% yeah. last year. Yeah. So if you put $10,000 in, you're down to $8,000 at the end of that year. Yeah. And so we're also investing for short term, which is not a good plan. We always tell you invest long term, five-year time horizon or longer is the way to go. And you said you're planning to upgrade soon from that condo to townhouse. So that's another reason I would not do that. And it's all going to roll into the next house. And I know we've run the numbers on that. The difference between keeping an investment for five years versus three or less, the the chances of earning a return on that that's worth it is substantially less at three years versus five years. Like the percentage is crazy. Dave told me about it one time. I said, that's cray cray. So yes, Jim, that's your good advice. Take it or leave it, but I hope you take it, my friend.
All righty then. Should we get to the phones, Jade? I think it's Let's time. Let's go. Amanda is on the line in Franklin, Tennessee, right here. Is she in this building? That would be cool. Oh, okay. Wow. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I listen to you guys pretty much every morning when I'm getting ready. So oh, that means a honor. lot. Thank you. How can we help? Um, I am a middle and high school teacher, like you said, here in Franklin, Tennessee, and I am teaching an entrepreneur class this um, semester and the kids are doing fantastic, way better than I thought they were going to do. And, um, they are about to have some cash in their hands. And I was just wondering for these, you know, ages 12 to 14 year olds, um, maybe some suggestions from you guys about like maybe pre baby steps or what they should do with this cash. Um, we are going to tie 10% to a nonprofit organization. So that's, going to be done but then the rest of it i'm like boggling my mind of trying to figure out um what i should do and i just figured my smartest thing to do would just be call you guys and ask you what you would do (laughs) well first of all it's financial literacy month and i gotta say shout out to you and all the amazing teachers out there changing the world i mean these kids they the impact you're having on them just from this class alone is immense so thank Mm -hmm. you for what you do yeah thank you that is an honor thanks so how much cash are we talking per student yeah so right now um i did some pre-order sales to just the families here at the school it's a small um christian private school and um just the pre-sales alone they've got almost 800 dollars. so they're averaging about 55 dollars per student right now that they'll have cash um and this is then they have next week will be two days of actual selling in real time to the students and the families. wow what are they selling (laughs) They're, they've all designed, made their own product or service, and so they have marketed it, and um, we're just letting God take over. That is <laughs> wow. so cool. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea it was going to be this, this amount of money, and I'm a little floored at this point. <laughs> so let's say you think it'll be, be like 100 bucks profit per student? Is that fair to say? I'm... I'm thinking probably more anywhere between 100 to 200 dollars okay. per student. And it's it's their money, right? It's not like the school has to like it doesn't have to stay right, within the school, money. right? Okay. Well, no, it's all their cash. So you mm-hmm. said 10% is already getting tied. That's awesome. Giving right at the top because mm-hmm. I I would kind of flow this into like a baby budget for them and have them write out and just yeah. have them, it'll be real simple. Put their income, so that's 100 bucks, then have giving, saving, spending. In giving, we have 10%. That leaves 90%. And then let's set a goal for saving. And by the way, in the real world, they'd be paying taxes on that. So it'd be really funny to go, hey, 20% going to <laughs> Uncle okay. Sam. Uh, you can give it back to them. But that would be a fun, just take 20 bucks away from their 100 just to, to show them some pain. That's 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 the teacher's tip. <laughs> then I think it'd be cool to say, hey, we're going to save 50% of this. How cool would that be to start for a, a savings goal we have down the line? Maybe it's a car. A lot of them are going to be driving in the next few years. How do we? What if we could start a car fund? And then the rest, let's okay, have them enjoy great. it and spend some and do that wisely and go. Okay, we have you know forty bucks left, thirty bucks left. What is something that you really enjoy doing that would be a real treat? Maybe that's for some people going out to the movies and blowing that on one movie and some popcorn. Maybe someone's going to the mall and we're going to get a new shirt, you know, or a new pair mm-hmm. of sneakers. And so I think having that balance helps early on because most people, if they get really good at the savings muscle early on, they have a hard time using the spending muscle. Mm-hmm. And I, lo- if you have too so much of a giving muscle, also- that's incredible. 
I haven't seen that often. Yeah, that's true. What do you think, Amanda? Would you say even with the savings, could I also, um, you know, maybe some of them want to reinvest this in maybe this business or maybe it's triggered them that, oh, I could actually do another business over the summer um, while I'm not in school. So I didn't know sort of where a reinvestment of some of these funds. I love like that freed me up of, Hey, spend some, have some fun money, but you worked really hard on this. Um, but how would you guys guide these students, um, between saving and also reinvesting in themselves and a product or service or something along those lines? I love that idea. Um, you know, I used to be a small business owner. So when you were talking about this profit, my brain immediately went to reinvest. And so I I think that's just another line item that you add on that baby budget that George said, maybe, you know, after the giving, because give off the top. And then maybe you're saying, hey, you've got 90% left. If it were me, I'd probably reinvest maybe half of it and then break the what's remaining into the saving and the spending category. And that way they're getting to do basically all the things that you would do with money other than pay taxes. (laughs) Absolutely. I like that plan, Amanda. What do you think? (laughs) I think that's fantastic. Yes, I think that's great. These kids are crushing it. Debt-free entrepreneurs Okay. at 12 years old. What are you doing, America? These kids have a higher net worth than you. Let's get our butts in gear. (laughs) Incredible. I'm inspired by that. Me too. I love that. She's a great teacher. Very amazing. Hey, that puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to all the booth dudes keeping the show afloat. My co-host, Jade Warshaw, and you, America. We love you. We'll be back with you real soon. What's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.